Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Rocket MSP podcast. I'm joined again by Andrew Crespo Roman from Honey CRM. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, what's up, Steve? Thanks for having me back. Absolutely, man. I'm excited because I get to play with Honey CRM more. Speaking of which, I, I just wanted to show you something here and, and do a little bragging. So if I look at my Honey CRM, first of all, you'll see I even started branding it. But if I look here, I've already gotten seven leads, which this I month. know doesn't sound great. But if we look at July, we'll see that July I had 52. Did you know that I haven't actually sent anything yet in August? All of these leads are either just people going to my website and filling out that form on the homepage mm -hmm. or people filling out the form from the email I sent last month. It's great, man. It means you got a good list. I'd like to think so. So huge thanks to you guys for helping me get that form set up on the last video, because Absolutely. that I think was a huge help, not just for me to see some things in here, but it was actually a huge help for me because I learned that my website, the Kajabi platform, doesn't like certain people's email addresses. So it was rejecting them registering for the event, even though they were actually giving me a good email address. And I know because in Honey CRM, I saw, you know, some people try signing up 20 times. Like it was crazy. Just the, the number of times people tried signing up and filling out that form and, and being told that there's a problem with their email. Well, that's good that Honey did that. I'm really happy that I was able to, you know, help you capture those. It's also good that people want to see your stuff so bad that they decided to try 20 times. They were that determined. <laughs> it's a little crazy, but yeah. I agree. It's super awesome. So enough with this marketing dashboard here. I want to kind of dig in for just a quick minute. I want to look at... I think I want to go to quick reports because I want to look and see how my email actually did like details. Yeah. There's two ways to do that. Okay. You only sent out one email. So in this way, I would recommend you just go to email marketing and then campaigns. And then under sent, you'll see the one that you sent out. Yeah. You can see that one right there too. That's actually another way to just look at it. If you click on the actual name of it itself, it'll take you to the analytics for it. You see right here, you got a lot of people that clicked. You got some really good open rate, really good click through rate. And then obviously you got a lot of form submissions too. So to look at like a little bit deeper to the details of who actually it was that did this, you go into recipients and then you can see from here. And what's cool about this table is that, <clears throat> yeah, so you can see all the opens and stuff, but what's cool about it is you can filter out like, so say that you want to like just reach out to some people that maybe they didn't like click on something, but they like opened an email a certain amount of times, like those people that opened it four times, you know, they, they were obviously um, interested to a certain extent, but it just may have been that they uh, they didn't just take the initiative to click on something. Maybe they saved your email, but didn't get to that point. But what you could do is you could, on the checkboxes to the left, 
is once you say you have everything already filtered out, you could click on, you click the whole page or just select a few of them. And then you would click like email or you could actually move them to a list or change their statuses, for example. But my favorite part is that you click email, which is that top left button right next to the checkbox. Ooh. Yeah. And then you can just follow up with these people just kind of based off the specific criteria, you know? So I, I just select. So what what's really cool is I see that select all. So I could come in here and I could go to opens and I could make it greater than zero because that means they opened it. And then I'll add a filter clicks less than one. In fact, I'll even make this greater than two. So now that should really narrow that down. Now I've got 23 people here that opened my email and didn't go to the dang event. Mm -hmm. What were these people thinking? I don't know, man. You got to reach out to them and let them know. <laughs> Clearly. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. You do that. You still have like all the ones selected that you have before. So in this case, you would just clear your selection and then select all the ones that you have here because it's still remember that you selected some of those other ones. Well, that's good to know because I probably would have just been okay to do yeah. this. There you go. That's very good to know. Email. Yeah, can, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to follow up in this case, right? Email. And then you would just, and just, you know, it says individual emails, right? So this is a common question. Like it's just only going to send to one person at a time. Right. And yes, that's, that's right. It's only going to send to one person at a time. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to send an email with everyone in the two, like, yeah. like that thing that you always tell the, the woman at the chamber of commerce not to do. Yeah, ex exactly. And people get worried about that all the time. So I just want to, Make sure to answer that question right away. It comes up a That's lot. That's good. I, I like that. And then if you look, I feel like the vendors did a lot better job opening the email than the prospects did, or the MSPs, I should say. And then I actually did an A-B test, and I think all I changed was the subject. You can do it off of subject, or you can do it off of content, right? So in this case, it looks like your version B definitely took the cake so we can click this and we can see my subject rocket msp hosting a kaseya breach panel discussion and then version a upcoming security podcast episode so i was interested to see if people wanted to to learn more specifically about the kaseya breach or if they just were interested about security in general yeah. And I learned. It looks like one by this, depending on the size of your list, right? It can be, it can depend. But like in this case, it was pretty close, honestly. Like both of your subject lines did pretty good. And that's also because you have a good list. But this is definitely good to test out with content. You do, usually don't have to do that unless like you're having like really bad click throughs, you know? And like that's like you're kind of trying to test some different strategies there. But subject lines usually is a really easy thing to test and it can increase. Your open rate, also your click-through rate. If you open it, of course, your click-through rate and then, you know, can go up a lot too. It's definitely something you utilize as often as you can. Well, good. I will be playing with that A-B testing much more often in the future. So what I want to talk about today, though, I want to dig into journeys. So I'm going to click what I just assume is this generic Reddit logo right here. And that's automation. Have they sued you yet? Have 
Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. I don't. I think you're the first person who's ever said that, but I see what you're saying. It's actually like a, <laughs> one of our designers uh, came up with like, it's like a bee, you know, it's supposed to be a bee, by the way. That's the head of the bee that he came up with. And yeah, the whole character is like this really cool looking like superhero bee. But yeah, that's the head of it. And, you know, you're saying with the right I now thing. understand at least that makes sense now. I'm looking right now at the Reddit thing. And yeah, the, the difference is that the Reddit guy's got this little antenna in the middle. He doesn't have those little like spikies, but, but yeah. yeah for some reason, similar- in my mind, the Reddit dude has two antennas when I look at this. Yeah. I had to confirm real quick because I was like, "That is that the same exact thing? But it's not. <laughs> it's it's like how everyone thinks the Monopoly guy has a monocle and that it was the Wait, Bernstein Bears. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a monocle? Are you being wow. serious? Yeah, that thing, right? Yeah. He does not have that. You thought he did? I mean, yeah. I I picture him with one of those. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, (laughs) why? But apparently we're now variants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because that is not how the Monopoly man ever looked. There's this whole, there's this whole thing about how things have changed because, you know, we remember them differently, but everyone remembers this one thing. So, yeah, there's supposedly a whole thread about that. Yeah. So supposedly there's, you know, this there's a whole bunch of theories. I'm sure somebody thinks it's time travel. Somebody thinks we're on an alternate timeline or, you know, it's, you know, crazy people and tinfoil hats, aliens. All right. So I started making this here and I just kind of popped in a name. This is not what this journey is going to be called or whatever. Once it's done. I didn't put a list in here because I was afraid of making it active and actually mm. starting to send out emails. So I just left that blank for now. I did put in a category and then I'll, oh, I guess I should just click on this so I can start looking at it. So obviously I didn't send anything out yet. So that's why all of this is zero. So just to ease your mind, if you pick a list, it won't start sending anything out. Whenever you click on the designer, which I'm sure the next place we're going anyways, the button on the very top where it says enable is grayed out right now because you still got to complete some stuff. That's what will set it live. And then it'll even ask you an extra step because it'll, with the list that you have, you may want everyone on that list to start going through that journey already. Or you may also want only people that are just going to be new to that list to start getting these, this journey. So it gives you that option. And then after you choose that in the time that it goes out, then, or that it starts, then that's whenever it's going to, you know, go to everybody. Well, that makes me feel significantly better, but I still haven't decided if this is going out to a new list either. Mm. So I'll probably make a new list of vendors that have already been guests. So that way I can more or less, I started writing this. I'm just doing like, I'm going to call them generic. They're text only emails, right? So, Hey, hope you're doing well. It's been a while. Do you have anything new or exciting? Let's catch up and a link. And that takes mm-hmm. them to my Calendly and then they can book time. And then I was smart and I put a delay. And then after yep. the delay, I, I check, was it opened? And did they click any link? So I guess what I'm trying to do is, I want to figure out, okay, did they open the email or not? If they Mm. didn't open the email, then I need to send one email, right? If they did open the email and they didn't click, I may want to send a different email 
And then if they did open it and did click, now I need to figure out if there's a way to like do some voodoo magic in the background with like maybe Zapier and Calendly working together to put an update in Honey CRM. That mm-hmm. way I could maybe then add another condition where this one would be a subscriber detail and I'm looking at, hopefully I can look at more fields than these three. I just need to create more fields. No, that's, that's the fields. Yeah. Well, that ruins everything, Andrew. (laughs) Well, what did you have in mind? (laughs) Well, I guess what I'm trying to do is if somebody booked time with me on Calendly, Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep emailing them right now. I want them to like finish their journey. Okay. So there's uh there's not uh integration for Calendly or anything or Zapier as we spoke of before, but what you can do is you can do it to where if they had a specific link click, which would be your calendar link, and if they clicked on that, then you know, you may be able to then assume that they're with to schedule something. Otherwise, you know, I'm sure that there's gonna be some clicks where people go and they didn't actually go through with scheduling it. But that would be your best bet to accomplish what you're trying to do now, right? Because if they clicked on it, then most likely they're trying to go schedule it, right? But, but yeah, it could happen to where they click on it and then just end up not actually going in and following through with the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So I want to make sure because you, you had a lot of different steps you want to do. So if, on the first one, if they open and clicked any link, you wanted something to happen, right? So in this case, you know, they you could kind of just need to put like if they had any link click then you can just put uh that one because then it'll just really what you're trying to do is only if they click the link because if they opened it you're not going to do anything in this case what i'm getting from it like if they only opened it so if they opened the email Mm -hmm. but they didn't click the link i want to send them a follow-up email because i know for certain that they supposedly opened the email and they read the email, but they didn't click. Got it. Okay. But I yeah, also want to, and I want to send an email to somebody that didn't open the email, didn't read, didn't click, didn't do chat. They just, they just ignored me like an a-hole. I need to send okay. them something too, Andrew. Well, then there's a way to do that. So there's a way to like on the, so like on the second condition where like you have on the no side which means uh-huh. that they didn't open or they didn't click on anything. So you can go down and you can check again, like, well, they didn't meet the two criteria in this case. So actually below your delay where it says 17 days, below that, go to your condition and you can click on, uh, just click on edit. And then you can actually backtrack to the very first one. You can have it check the first in the first email again. So you can say, was email number one open? Mm-hmm. And if it was opened, then, you know, you could have a series of things happen. And if they didn't open your email even, then you could have another series of things happen, right? So you could do that in this case to, to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So you can well, do that for this one and the other email. So you can have it be for both. But wouldn't I want to put that here? So I guess what I'm trying to say is, all right, was it opened and clicked? Yes. Was it opened and clicked? No. But then was it at least opened? Yes. So, so, okay, so you don't want that email to go to them if it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that makes sense. So you wouldn't want this email to go to anybody if they did not meet that criteria. So then yes, you're right. 
it would be that condition goes there and then it would check that condition and was it opened? And in this case, yes. Then they would get this email. And this is the correct email that they would get if, you, if they did open it, right? This is yep. what you want there? Okay. So then, yeah, on the other side, of course, then you'd put like, if it was not open, then you would kind of keep nagging them, you know, <laughs> and be like, hey, why didn't you open my email? And, put and that email, is literally you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to, exactly. I'm going to add an email and I'm going to edit this, call it what the heck. Are you <laughs> avoiding me? <laughs> and then it'll be for Steve Taylor. Not a good sales tactic, by the way. <laughs> What'd you say? Not a good sales tactic, by the way. Oh, I'm, yeah, I don't care. I know you wouldn't actually use that anyway. But, you don't know um, me. What if I will? Um, I thought I did. You know, you know, you never know somebody. Like, you think you do right, but. Your computer spam filter thing. I'm not good. <laughs> this is what I call the crazy girlfriend approach. <laughs> that's, that's my approach when I'm just writing out something ridiculous to be on one of our recordings. <laughs> <laughs> and then put a broken heart. <laughs> there we go. So we'll save that. And then, and there, that's what they'll get when, when it's a no, this is what they get when they at least open the email. So, so, so basically um, I, I could just keep going through and make this journey you know, 180 days long for the people that continually don't do the thing that I want them to do. And then as soon as they do open and click the link, I could even get rid of this condition here. And then yes, I don't have to put anything because it's just done now, right? Yeah, they open and click the link and that was the angle, like just for them to open and then click that link and, you know, schedule something. Then yeah, absolutely. But in this case, like you had said, you had said if they like clicked on uh, your Calendly link or something, right? Then you wanted them to uh, something to well, happen. Like maybe it might be like remove them from a list. And I don't know what exactly what your call was at that point. Well, so that's the only link I'm putting in all of the emails is my Calendly link, because oh. my, my goal is to get them to schedule time. I want them to book a meeting with me so we can catch up, you know, 15, 30 minutes. Let's, mm -hmm. let's catch up and see if you've got anything worth sharing with the Rackin MSP followers and community. And I guess that is where I want the journey to actually end. Mm -hmm. And I worry that if it gets here. And it stops just because they clicked the link. How do mm. I know they've booked? So you can have uh, a few things happen here. You can have, if they click the link, then you can have them be assigned to you. So that, that way, you know, like you're responsible for this lead now. So you could do a contact update, for example, and you can have, there's a few things you could do here. You could like, even put them into another list or you could yes. say assign a sales rep. So that would be, uh, look, you would have to, I guess, also click on um, the checkbox in your settings that would make you a sales rep, you know, because right now you're probably just an admin. You could be both at the same time though. So, you know, you could be also considered a sales rep as someone that's responsible for leads, but you know, that's something you can do later. Something else you might do here is also change your status because you could automatically have it change your status. And that way 
you can go in and check after like, you know, the time has gone by where this journey would have like taken its course. You go in and check and see who is now under this status, which means that they booked a meet or that they at least clicked on that link. And then obviously at that point, you know, it would be a little bit more optimized if we were able to have the ability to see like, like to check the condition. Did they actually go and put it on your calendar? Right. But in this case, we're just going to go based off of the, if they went and clicked on your calendar link, which is uh, the best route to go right now. It sounds like for your case. Did they book? So I just want to share this with you. I created, did they book? And then my only option was cancel or to click the X. And I feel like both of those are, are like a negative, let's not do this after all kind of connotation. So I would just have like an okay or close instead of cancel because cancel tells me, nope, just kidding. I didn't want to do that. No, that, that's good feedback for sure. And I don't see that status that I created. Yeah. You'd have to refresh it. So now whenever you go in there, it'll definitely have it. <clears throat> All right. So if I change the status to did they book, then here's where my brain goes. Like, I, I sometimes wonder if I'm putting the cart before the horse or if I'm letting the tail wag the dog or whatever analogy you want to use. Right. So when I get to here, okay. So I change the status. Is there, is there a way where when I log into honey, I'm here, I'm at my dashboard. Now I want to see a little widget that shows me status people did they book so uh, not on the dashboard but you can go to your leads where it says all leads and then at this point you would just filter out to see that status that's the best way i can recommend for you to do that okay Okay. That works. Okay. So when I look through this and I look at the statuses, I actually really like that, that we can have statuses attached to people because, you know, I've got, I got this guy here. He's not an existing client, but maybe he's like a former client or a past client. So maybe I'll make a former client and Gray seems good. Gray seems like the color for sadness. Yeah, it's good. Or red. Um, I always knew red. Like it was well, just like, ooh, that's not good. You know? So so for me, I, I look at red as stop. You need to do something. Like that's yeah. how I use red. So like not a fit. That's not red to me. That's it's all about perspective. That's uh, this weird color of blue. Yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. And then I guess I'll hit cancel because that's how I save my changes and close that window. So now this guy, I could actually assign them as. Yeah. So I know you're about, you're about to see the status, but yeah, typically you would want to go ahead and put all your statuses that you're going to have, right? Like, oh, yeah, you I know. Start doing everything. Right. I, I know. I don't actually have a plan for this, Andrew. I just kind of wing it as I go through it's my scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I would, some, I could assign that guy, if, that's the best way to do things, I'm told. Oh, uh, this <laughs> guy, maybe he is assigned to the did they book one. And so if I come in here and I 
filter my status, which is not the same as state, we want to make sure that it is, did they book? And now I right. see this guy, this one dude, did they book? And if I look at my Calendly, I can see that they did not, in fact, book time with me. Uh, and I know this because I never sent him these emails and he never clicked on the link. So another cool thing in here that, uh, that you can see. So like you wouldn't necessarily have to go to your Calendly to see if they booked, if you have an integration with your, uh, with your email, like office or G suite or whatever, I think you use GC, right? So mm -hmm. if you have that uh, journaling rule, then you could just go inside of Paul's profile. So you can click on his name and you would be able to see right here, like the meeting that was booked because it would be able to pull that from your account. If you have that, it's called journaling, right? Which, which is, uh, which we agreed that I couldn't do unless I had G suite enterprise. Right. Right. So you, yeah, you're going to look into that and see if maybe there was a way, but yeah, it looks like it's still that way. Right. To where you got to have enterprise to do that. And that's, yeah, that's I'm, just I'm still going to do the thing. crazy thing and try it. I mean, it's the worst that happens. Yeah. I waste my time. That's okay. it. I'm really good at that. So why not? All right. So I, I like that. And I, I gotta say, man, every time I come in here, I just really enjoy looking at your system because it's really pretty. I know it sounds like I'm trying to kiss your ass, but it really is just delightful to be in this system because it's snappy and it's pretty to look at. We put a lot of, a lot of time into the UX and UI. So thank you. Yeah. We definitely meant for it to be easy on the eyes and just easy to navigate. Right. I'll pass that down to the developers. They love hearing about that. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Pass that down to everyone. I sure will. All right. So when I think about automation, I know that you've got journeys and you've got marketing plans. Are marketing plans different than journeys? Yeah. Marketing plans. So go to include it with subscription real quick, if you would, please. And then you'll see different plans there. And of course, you know, we like we talked about before, these for your purposes are not really geared for you, but it would be geared sure. for an MSP. So if you were to take one of these marketing plans, you just go to options. You can see that there's four emails within this. So you just go to create marketing plan. Oh, I thought I'd just look at the overview. Yeah, this will just kind of let you know what is in it. So like you don't just start creating it without knowing, you know, but in this case, just for example's sake, right? We're just going to pop one in sure. there and not actually send it out to anybody. And then you would just put in, yeah, basic information, select your list. I love having Apple because I can do things like this and make little shortcuts. Oh, that's cool, man. I've been meaning, meaning to mess with that little automation widget that it has my own Mac to see how I can make life easier. <clears throat> Excuse me. Automation. So, yeah. Do you mean the automator program? Yeah. yeah, no, no. I, I have not done that because it seems difficult, but with Mac OS Monterey that's coming out soonish, mm -hmm. uh, they're adding the shortcuts app. Yeah, I messed with it a little bit and it was cool because you could just like, you could literally just make it to work kind of like you just did. You just put in some commands and then it'll automatically put in like, in this case, what I was doing is putting in like the whole phrase. Cause usually I was like saying the same thing for people to book like a meeting or something, you know, instead of having to type that out every time, just click a couple buttons and then types out the whole phrase for me. So that's cool. And supposedly there's a lot of other things you could do, but, uh, but yeah, so what you would do here is you would just 
pick a date that you wanted to start? I did. And oh yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. So you would pick the date and then it would then, as you see, trickle down and put for the, in this case, they're all set a week apart. So it would set mm-hmm. your, your campaigns up to be a week apart. And depending on how long the marketing plan is, like right now, most of them are like four emails, but you could also always create your own marketing plans so that like, if you ever kind of do some repetitive type marketing or like you're constantly adding a list and you want to keep putting people through that, then you could just create a marketing plan that's as long as you want it to be. And then this way it could even, it could even have everything already attached to it. If you want it to be whatever you create a plan. So that way you're just going and clicking on your calendar, selecting a list, and then the rest is, is done, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the biggest uh, difference here the, the, with Journeys is Ooh, that- Can I say you, it? Can I say it? What's that? So from what, from what I see, the reason you would use a marketing plan is if you want this to be a drip campaign where it doesn't need conditional if then or any of that stuff. Whereas a Journey, you're allowed to do- uh, conditional stuff. And, you know, if they did something, but didn't do another thing, it sends them different emails based on their actions. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. You took the words right out of my mouth. So I can now completely understand why you would want one instead of the other. I still want a journey, but I could see myself doing a marketing plan. Now I got to share with you. I really liked that calendar. Is there like a way to get to that calendar looking view without going into marketing plans? Yeah, there is. So you, you could go to your marketing section, which is that that top left, like bullhorn looking. Yep. Right there. And then calendar. And then that's where you would look at everything. So I'm, I have hopes and dreams for this calendar right now as I look at this, because I love that you've got, you know, a, a cute little icon here and you can show me that this is an email that's going to go out on the 19th, right? Right. Man, how cool would it be if eventually Honey CRM was able to help me with automating my social media posts? And then I saw a little like Facebook icon, mm. LinkedIn icon for all the posts with maybe the first couple of words of the post or the title of the post, whatever, right? Similar to how this shows the CTA landing, plain text, et cetera. Mm. That, that way this could be like my true marketing plan calendar. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. even care if this showed me my Google calendar. In fact, I'd probably prefer if it didn't, if I had like a marketing calendar where mm-hmm. I can see all of my marketing in one place. So that is a plan, actually. Uh, that's the plan for Honey is just to be able to manage all your marketing, even down like social media, down to like PPC and even SMS. So that's part of it. That's the grand vision. And I mean, eventually we want to be able to have you work out of Honey to do everything, even anything that your PSA tool does, right? But we're working on the, the whole thing is that we're, we didn't see like all these PSAs and, you know, MSP tools that are out there. We didn't see that there was really one that focused on making a marketing and a salesperson efficient. So we wanted to set out to make something for that. And then the rest is, uh, you know, as far as like having a PSA tool, they're already out there. So, um, we're able to, we're able to just then become a competitor with something that they don't already have. That's really the vision, you know, to be able to have the marketing side be strong and then make the other side, which is a PSA, which is something that already exists. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, we just want to be able to differentiate it. And first we're tackling this portion of it, as you can see. Now I'm going to beat you up a little bit again, Andrew, but 
you're creating a competitor for something that you said doesn't exist, but I think it does. It just doesn't exist in such a way that it's geared to MSPs. Because well, yeah, that's you know, what I mean for MSPs. HubSpot, there's Keep, which used to be Infusionsoft. You know, there are platforms out there that that do exactly what I'm talking about, but they don't integrate with Autotask, ConnectWise, et cetera, right? So you definitely have an edge there, but... Right, and that's what I mean, Steve. Uh, I don't mean that we're creating something for, I, like, everyone that's not created before, because, of course, there's HubSpot, there's Keep. I mean, there's other oh, marketing yeah. platforms like MailChimp, but we're creating something for our industry that's right. that we have not seen created to this extent. You know, that's no, our and that's not the part where I'm beating you up. So I I agree with you 100% there. The part where I still am going to beat you up is you're pricing yourself out of the market of probably 65% of MSPs. You're saying the pricing is too high? I'm saying that the pricing for everything is fair, but I still think that there should be Something that goes in between free and the middle plan, right? Or a way for an MSP to say, hey, you know what? I just need the email marketing and I don't want to use MailChimp. Like, but I have more than 50 or however many contacts, you know, let them pay for contacts instead of getting unlimited. So that way they can a la carte things together. So that way you're not Mm. pricing yourselves out and you're, and you still have that that 65% of the market share available to you. Dude, after my Fair last enough. month of playing with your software, I 100% see the value in what you are charging, even for the top of the line. And what is it? It's what, 500 a month, if I'm correct? Yeah, 199, right, 400. Yeah, so, so 499, like for something that you're saying is eventually going to be like the end-all, be-all marketing platform for the MSPs, you know, we... We're probably months or maybe years away from some of this stuff coming to fruition, but that's an awesome price. And it's competitive with something like uh, HubSpot. Incredibly competitive, especially when you look at, to get anything of value out of HubSpot, you're spending $1,600 a month. Mm. So I don't see any issue with that price. Oh, and for 1600 they still limit the number of contacts you can have in your database. So right. I don't see any problem with what you're charging for the the whole kit and caboodle. It's that, that MSP that... price? Is that what you're really getting at? Yeah, I'm looking down at, at the, the bottom. And, and I'm looking at this as I don't care about the free one. That one's the get your you know, dip your toes in the water and see if you even want to jump in this pool, right? The first paid plan is even a difficult number to swallow for basically any small MSP. And it's simply because if you look at the small MSPs, Andrew, they don't have budgets. So they don't sit down and say, all right, I've got a $3,600 marketing budget this year and, and et cetera, et cetera, right? They almost operate like paycheck to paycheck when they're that small and saying like, I need to spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks on my paycheck. It, it, it's, it becomes difficult. And let's be honest, that is who Rocket MSP almost gears its content to. Like mm-hmm. I have the, the guys who can spend $500 a month all day long. But my content is geared to the the little guy. 
And yeah. this tool is so amazing. I just want to make sure that the little guy can get in and use it and not be limited to like 50 contacts. Cause and that's where this is good. This is great feedback, by the way. And I, I love all the feedback. I don't feel, I don't feel beat up at all. This is great. I take in the constructive, you know, criticism well, and you know, I, I want to talk about this more. So there's this, there's three, there's three price points. There's $99, right? So it's not a couple hundred, it's just, it's 99. I, I never remember. Month. And then it's 249 and then it's 499. So the $99 one and is, is where you can go in and you get a starter package for email marketing, which gives you uh, more than obviously the free one has. It gives you at least a uh, hundred more email templates. Yep, there you go. And then it says, as you see right there, it says the starter pack. And then you're able to now have unlimited contacts and then you're able to, you know, get more users if you would like. So this is where I want to talk about because I want to, I would love to hear your suggestions as to what you think would be the fair point here. I think this is fair because of all the intellectual property that you're getting. And, you know, we talked about in the past where like maybe we're not doing a great job of displaying that. And by the way, you might be, you might notice here that we actually changed some things up here to let you know what you're getting because marketing content right there used to say limited right? We yeah. took your feedback actually, and we, we uh, changed that. So now it says white papers and eBooks. So that's much more clear now what you're getting. And then on the other side, you see what, what is marketing or marketing collateral mean? You had said like, what does that really mean? And that's what that means right there. You, you're mm -hmm. seeing what you're getting there. So the intellectual property as I think is will become a, uh, a huge part of the value because MSPs don't typically don't have or the time or the the skill set to write content, right? Their their strengths are in being technical people and not in writing content and you know creating or like you know doing any type of graphic type designing. So that's where that comes in. But again, I would that's I what, how we justify. It. But I would love to hear your feedback as to what, you know where you think what you think would be more fair or enticing, you know, to them. Would it be like? Being able to pick like, you know what, I want the marketing and I want the automation. So let me pick those two and then put them into one package together. Or what do you think? All right. So, you know, Mr. Monopoly Man's monocle. Did warm up exist a couple months ago? Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> I don't remember. And and I think I probably beat you up because like I see all these features and I'm like, I want everything, man. Like, why you got charged me five hundred bucks for it? Well, but, yeah. Okay. Of course, so, you want so I want a with, Ferrari, but you know. Yeah, okay. That's fair. So if I look here at warm up, I'm able to send out a single email campaign. Am I able to do a marketing plan? No, you don't get the automation along with it. Okay. Why wouldn't we give them automation without the ability to get the IP with it? That's actually, that was actually a conversation we had, uh, pretty, ex like it was a long conversation. Yeah. Okay. So, and the reason why is because the automation piece and well, the way that we see it is that if you're going in at the 99 point range, it's probably because you know, you're not really at that point of needing something as robust as automation. And the thing is too, from feedback that we got from people is that the automation usually intimidates them and they don't want to start there because they're just like, this is a lot. I just want to get started with some basic email campaigns, maybe have them go out every couple of weeks, have a way to easily follow up with them and have my template somewhere. That's the feedback that we got, right? But that's the big thing that we do is we're always gathering feedback. So that's why I want to have this conversation depth with you because you, you get a lot of feedback too. 
And I think you even talked to people about these, uh, these price points that we had and, and how we offer our men. So, you know, let's nitpick it apart. You know, I'm all for it. So, so here's, here's what I'm thinking. Nine, 99, don't give us any intellectual property, no marketing collateral plus give us the ability to do marketing plans and journeys all the way down through the paid plans. Because if you think about it, your mm. content is the reason people are going to spend this money. Okay. It's not the fact that we can do automation. It's the content that they're spending the money on. So if you give us the ability to, again, dip our, dip our toe in and see if this is a pool we want to dive into, give us the ability to create a journey or to create a marketing plan using our own content. And then if right. we're like, and then if we come back and say, Andrew, man, I love this, but man, this is so hard to come up with content. Well, hey, Steve, you know, for 250 or 500 a month, you know, whichever plan you want to go with, we've got a boatload of content already made for you. All you got to do is figure out which one you want to send, tweak it a little bit so it looks more like your brand, and then it's done. Okay, fair enough. That's a good, that's a good thought and good feedback. But let me ask you this. What would you think about, and just completely speaking hypothetically here, because I, I wish I was the one that had the power to change all these things, but I'm not, but I can definitely pass this down and we, we take feedback that we get very seriously, obviously. So what if it, 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 there was a, another option to where you could come in and you could pick the tools that you want to kind of like you said, right? So you could pick, say, I want to pick the, I want to pick to get email campaigns. I want to pick to get white papers. I want to now get the eBooks. I want the collateral builder. I want the ability to have the automation or the marketing plans. And basically, let's say you have like a page of like 10 or 12 different like major features that you have that obviously have smaller features within them that you, you could just pick and put together and just customize what you're looking for mostly. Would that be more like attractive than what we have now to you? Or would it just be more like you're able to start with all the tools? But the intellectual property is what makes you be higher priced down the road. What is your thoughts on that? I, I, I will say that picking and choosing is nice for the people that are super cost conscious, but it also makes it, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it also makes it very different, the tool set that each of your customers could have. And obviously, you know, the premium support is only there with the, the, top tier. Now, premium support, I suspect that means like, you know, they get a phone number and maybe an account manager or something like that, where the, the support is just handled more efficiently and just feels like a better, faster experience. Well, so if, if you look at it there, it tells you like, we help you with your first year of marketing. And that's really what the premium support is, is to help you put together a year worth of marketing. As far oh. as support with the tool, you're going to get the same level of support that you would because we don't, we, you know, it's not fair for someone at $99 to be like, uh, to just get crap support where you get like an email to reach out to and then you get back to, you know, that we get back to you in like a day or two. That's not fair, right? So uh, what it means is just basically that we help, we support you in putting together your first year's worth of marketing. We'll even put like, we give you like a questionnaire, you fill out your questionnaire. And we'll put in all your branding information. We'll like do a lot of the settings for you on the back end. And then we will, uh, based off of your questionnaire, we will put together 52 weeks worth of emails with all the assets attached to them, like the landing pages and the videos and all those things. And then you're just able to take those and either schedule them or kind of tweak them the way you want them. But it just gives you a more like full 
like instead of having all the pieces kind of laid out and then you having to put them together, we help you put them together based off of what, you know, what your goals are, what you're looking to market, you know? Okay. That makes me feel tremendously better when it comes to premium support. I would probably call that something different. I might yeah, call that like marketing concierge or I, I don't know, but like literally anything other than support, because I think tech support when I read premium support. Especially in, in our space. Yeah. I yeah. can see how that can get kind of confusing with that terminology for sure. And you even have it spelled out below that and I missed it. Yeah. Just because so. of that word support. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That whole thing we were going back to, you know, like, was it really there or not? Is he wearing the monocle? Yeah. Right. When I look at some of these other, so like SMS calling, those, you know, we don't need in a lower, in a lower system, but maybe make those like add on features. That yeah. way we could be on the, the warm up and then just kind of, oh, well, I want the SMS and calling, but I still don't need the intellectual property. You know what I mean? Proposal builder or landing page builder, when those come out, or the collateral builder, those are really interesting tools. Well, collateral builder is a really interesting tool. It's like InDesign on the web on steroids. It's awesome. That is probably something I wouldn't include in the warm-up, just because that is now getting into uh, something that's going to take a lot of time and effort. And somebody that's on a warm-up plan probably doesn't have that time and effort to put into their marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the ability to do the automation stuff, I, I, I feel like that should be there. And honestly, it, like when I look at this list, it's two checkboxes, journeys and marketing plans. All the other so checkboxes can still be X's. And I don't even know if those need to be in the free. Maybe because free is basically warm-up but really limited, you know, to 25 contacts. I was wrong. I said 50 or whatever. And so just not as much intentional property yet. Yeah. And honestly, like the fact that you're giving them a starter pack of IP at 99 is I'd be okay to not get any of that. Or literally, I don't know. What does the starter pack look like? Like, is it really like one campaign and that's it? Or no, no because you, you don't like, have campaigns. You get like, well, yeah, we get more uh emails in that case right which means you get about i think 50 more around 50 more like plain text emails which are follow-up emails and then you get about 50 to it's around 50 i think also graphical email campaigns we're constantly adding more content so it's hard to put an exact number on it but, no, um, but, yeah. but, but it's not like we get like a starter pack of like five or ten right we're talking yeah, dozens yes. so so we're talking dozens of emails available in the um, starter pack. The limited could be a dozen or fewer. Yeah, the limited comes with like, I think, 60. So yeah, you get about, you end up getting, going from 60 to like, Yeah, it comes with a lot. We try to like even, because there's, we find some people that live, like there's people that use the free plan and have been using it for like, six months or a year because it's just it does enough for them like they have their 25 contacts that they manage and believe it or not sometimes that's enough for them it sounds crazy but you know and that's what you need that's what you need right so we give them the tools that they need to be, even be able to use it until they grow into something more you know so so that is amazing i personally would not give them that many 
email templates on a free plan. So if they're getting 60 unlimited, then they're getting more than that on the starter pack on the warm up, right? Right. Yeah, a lot more than that. At least three times more than that. Yeah. So they're getting almost 200 email templates on the starter. Right. And then contender, are we talking like four or 500 emails at that point? Yeah, you're getting up to about a little over 400 emails at that point. And then, of course, then you give them content like, you know, so if you go there, you get to... Well, but so, so obviously we're, you know, it comes with the white papers and ebooks, but that's down right. here. So I'm just talking about the email campaign templates. Right, right. So yeah, if you go there, so let's go back to there. So if you go to go back real quick, yep, right there, and then go to, I'm sorry, you're at the right place. I, it's really small right now. It's hard to see. Graphical templates. Here, I'll just make this easier. Yeah, there you go. Graphical templates and then included with subscription. So this would show you and you have about, at the moment, I think about 180 here, I believe. Maybe a little bit more than that at this point. Yeah, 181. And then if you go to then non-graphical, then you have a bunch here too. So you get a little over 400. This thing you have 139. So, so that's like having 300. Oh, shit. Yeah. 300. My bad. <laughs> I was off on the map. So yeah, you get about 300 and then, yeah, a little over that, so, like 320. Yeah. So, so I'm, I mean, full disclosure, I have a pro plan that I'm testing out. So I have the full library. So basically what I'm, I'm hearing is the people that sign up for the warm up for 99 bucks, they're getting a good chunk of this library. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then the people that are using it for free still have a sizable chunk of this library. Yeah, they have a pretty good chunk. They get like the more, I get like the more basic ones, I would call them, which are like mm -hmm. the ones that just don't have like, they, they typically don't have like graphics, like uh, like real photos with them. They just have like illustrative like type, which are considered the more basic ones. But I yeah, like they the still, illustrative still ones better. Yeah, it depends on what you like, right? But uh, those are really considered like more premium ones because uh, they're just, yeah, they're just, they just look cleaner. I guess it's just up to opinion though, right? Just all about perspective mm -hmm. at that point. But yeah, that's what you get with that. You get, you pretty much just double with, as far as your email campaigns goes, you about double what you would get from the warm up, And then, yeah, like I said, you know, right now we're just talking about the email campaigns, but then of course you get intellectual property that you can attach to that because a lot of times what their problem is that they have the email campaigns. But they're like, I don't have any content to actually like make as a call to action, right? Like I don't have blogs or I don't have white papers, ebooks, things like that. So at that right. point, that's like, you know, where that helps out. So, so the people that are, that are using this thing for free 99, they're going to hate me for what I have to say. The people that would consider honey, but think that they don't get enough for 99 are going to love me for what I have to say. Probably. Give these guys, I mean, I don't even think they need a starter pack worthy, like give these guys limited, give these guys chat or make limited be like, here's a dozen emails to get you started total between graphical and non-graphical, like <laughs> that's starter to me, that's limited. You know, these guys here, maybe give them a few dozen, not like hundreds. These guys are the ones that get that that huge amount of intellectual property. The, nine, the starter pack? The contender is where they start getting all that, that intellectual property. They, they still get the full library, but like starter right. pack, maybe this only needs to have like 50, not 200. 
or, or yeah, however I mean, many you pick it. I still to the bay. I mean, I guess we we try to be pretty generous on that because uh, because like I said, we don't we typically see that be a huge struggle for people is just being able to come up with. I think whenever it comes to, to designing it, it's pretty. It makes it pretty easy and honey, but. The copy is, I think, where we see people struggle a lot. So it gives you a lot of like different like versions of copy and and, and, and that's how to work things. And that's why I say like if you give them sixty, like that's still a lot of emails. That's still technically if we send out every one that you give us over a year's worth of content. So that's like do it yourself a whole year of content with unlimited contacts. And here's where I would say give us the marketing plans and the journeys. Make that's the starter pack more limited. Make this super limited. And then the people that want to spend, you know, the big bucks, they're the people that get all the IP. And then probably the big difference between these two, I suspect, would just be the number of users. And then maybe some of these other things that are coming soon kind of stuff. Like SMS and calling, I, I think, should be just an add-on for any one of these. And then, like, even the other thing that I would say is a throwing it out there kind of thing. Let people start on free. Still give them the the marketing plans and journeys, but no content. And then let them pay to add contacts. Oh, you want 100 contacts? Like, here's where it goes back to the paying for contacts thing, because then you have, like, a free slash a la carte kind of version. And then let them pay to get the add-ons, the SMS, the calling, the proposal builder, the landing page builder, collateral builder. Yeah, it's good feedback, man. I'll pat, like I said, I'll pass that down. And we take all the feedback into consideration that we get. I would also love to see once this actually goes uh, goes live, the type of comments you get around this, because this is actually, this sounds like a big portion of the conversation. This at this point has been a big portion of the conversation we've had. So anybody <laughs> that watches this. So, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what people have to say about this as well. And we take every bit of it into consideration. You know, we're a startup and, you know, it's not like we have 500,000 or 100,000 users or something like that. So with the user base that we do have, the, the thousands that we do have, which is just, we have like a little over 3,000 accounts, right, that we've grown organically. That's like accounts that are not considering the ones we're doing with vendors, but they're the ones that we get a lot of feedback from because they're the ones that are just, they're, they're going in. And they're not getting this like uh, as an extra from a vendor, right? They're doing the, they're, they're using this as like their main thing. And the vendors, the ones that are working with vendors usually already have their own CRM and everything. And they're just using this as a tool to, to fulfill their MDF, you know, that they're doing with vendors. So, so yeah, we take all of it into huge consideration and I'm looking forward to seeing what they say. I I am too. And who knows, maybe I'm off base, but I just want to. I want to go back into your, into the automation section. And I want to say the one that I just built, like you, you showed me a, a different way to do it, to, to make it easier for me to say it opened, wasn't clicked, was clicked, you know, all the variations that way I was able to go through here and make this a more efficient journey. The journey builder is amazing. And if you look like I didn't use any of your content, heck, I even used terrible content it works it works for literally whatever you want but the point is that the journey thing is huge and i think that for those of you that are considering honey crm journeys is going to be where you really start to get the automation for your marketing so that way if you want to send out an email to 1500 prospects from the chamber of commerce 
And, you know, maybe you want to send out a series of emails. And then eventually, if people just never open, click whatever you want, right? They just go into the out of good fit or not interested or whatever. And, and then maybe you put them in a different journey where it's more of a marketing plan where they just get drip content and then you don't actively try to market to them after they get hit hard by the journey. Like that's kind of, that's kind of my process right now, literally off the cuff. Marketing journeys, that's a great way for you to send out um, evergreen type of content to prospects and vendor vendors, to prospects and uh, current customers. So, you know, you can send out stuff to your clients to say, Hey, you should have 2FA, you know, here's how to make a good password. Here's why I believe passwords shouldn't be changed every X days or should, or, you know, whatever your, uh, your framework says that you should do for your security to be set up properly. Right. You know, you just you can go through and, and you can build all this stuff yourself, or if you want someone to build it for you, honey's got it, man. I can't wait to see who you guys end up partnering with. Just because I think it's going to be super cool when you start getting some like crazy content in there. Like, uh, for example, maybe you link up with like Tim Golden from the compliancy guys and you have him start writing you stuff maybe where he wants to go over like the CIS top 18 controls type thing. Maybe there's a way for us to turn that information into actual usable nuggets for the end user for the business owner, decision maker to, to take and, and finally grasp why security is important and how it works and why they should do it and et cetera, et cetera. And I could see a, a bunch of vendors that need to, to get linked up with you, you know, link up with Datto and start doing email campaigns and, and journeys and whatnot for BDRs and backups and data workspace, data workplace, the Dropbox killer that they have, you know, they've got so many things like the, you know, the networking hardware, like Absolutely. they, they could be pro providing a bunch of content, like specifically for data hardware and data services that make it super easy for MSPs to just customize the branding and maybe change it. I, mean, I don't know if they have a price or a picture or whatever that they need to change, but like minimal changes and it can be done. Yeah. And you know, us, I think first episode, I had told you we have something in the works, some partnerships in the works, mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to tell you about them quite yet because they were not actually signed and, and finalized. Are things signed? So those are finalized now and I'll tell you about them. And you're about to hear something that hasn't actually been released yet. We're going to do some press releases on this pretty soon. We're waiting just a little bit just because there's some other things in the works as far as our brand goes. We actually partnered with Ingram Micro and they're the they're also at the same time through them, we're partnering and they already have partnered with about, I think it's 17 or 18 vendors. And some of those vendors just to kind of just name some of the bigger ones is Apple. We got Lenovo in there. We got Citrix, Cisco. We got a lot of vendors. Let's just to name a few of them. And right now there's already marketing content within Honey that their partners are using, but they're the only right now the partners that are that are have are being sponsored that have like MDF, you know. And um in the future though, we're actually gonna be it's just gonna be if you're a partner of, of Ingram and then of any of these vendors. 
then you'll be able to automatically log into Honey and, you know, you'll have to like, you know, somehow verify your partnership. And then you'll be able to pick the vendors that you resell, you know, through Ingram and you'll be able to get all of their content in, inside of Honey. And as well as that, you'll also be able to register deals in there. So instead of having to go through different portals to, to like register deals for each vendor, you'll just be able to do it in Honey for all of your vendors that you're selling for. And that's, uh, that's sorry, just fly, flying in my face. And that's one of the things we have. Another partnership that we have is now is also with Marketopia. Another partnership that we've actually got, we've signed the partnership and everything. Again, this hasn't been released yet. And if I get in trouble for it, we're telling you this, so be it, whatever. I, it's, I know it's not going to get out to 100,000 people. Maybe we'll, I don't know, but it's good to, I'm going to imagine just going to get to the few thousand people that watch your podcast. And then I don't see any harm in letting you know about this right now. Cause like I said, it's already been, it's already been sealed and finalized. We're just, you know, working the, the very beginning of the relationships right now, you know, like just with Ingram, it's already actually over a year that we've had this, but the first year was just a pilot program. And they were seeing like, is this going to be effective? And it turns out that it, it went really well. Our partners got a bunch of leads. It went, it went great. So now it's a permanent thing. You know, we're in, we're working with them. I'm really excited for all the content, especially with all these partnerships. But I, I think like with vendors, being able to have one place for all of this, like and being able to automate the branding of your content is going to be really big. So I just want to let you know about that. That honestly is awesome. So how will, when we'll be able to start doing anything with content from the vendors with Ingram? I wish I could give you a solid timeline and I'm hesitant to give you even kind of a, a, a guesstimate against oh, my best is it a lot of it, Is a lot of it like based on development still getting the software uh, to do the thing? Not necessarily. Uh, a lot of it is there's with such a giant company like Ingram and then the other vendors too, that you had to go through legal departments and all that stuff. And that's, that takes probably 80% of the time, most of the time to do, to get everything going. So that's why I'm hesitant because like with, uh, for example, like with Fortinet, we were doing a program with them and uh, Fortinet and IBM actually, I think we remember being, there's so many different things. Every time we made a change to the content that, cause they, they also partnered with our creative team to create content for their partners as well as like we we partner with their creative team right so we like just work as a collaborative team but every time we change something it had to be it had to go up the ladder and go through their legal department and everything and it was just this whole whole ordeal and i don't really uh know how long it's going to take but all, all i know is that if i give you a, a timeline right now i would just i wouldn't it might not be accurate. I, I don't want to like set wrong expectations, right? I guess my ju best judgment, I'll give you a guesstimate and say that it's probably going to be sometime in Q4. I know that's still broad, but maybe that'll, you know, it's not something that we plan on like doing in like the end of 2022 or something. You know, I don't want you to think it's that far out. Yeah. Because honestly, my I was getting excited over something that I thought might be in Q2. Yeah. And you know, it, it could leak over into like, I think Q1 and you know, it couldn't even go there, but I don't think so. You know, it just, these okay. dealing with the legal departments and everything is a whole different ordeal. And uh, again, this is just, you gotta, they don't want you to somehow misrepresent their brand or something. And even like, if you like accidentally like use like a logo that may have been like a little, like an older version of their logo that they had or something like that's, you know, that's not, 
obviously that's something easy to avoid, right? But like, just to let you know, that's a huge deal for them, right? So just to yeah. kind of give you an idea of how many layers there is to go through with the, the department, that it could even be just like that. Because most people probably wouldn't care if you saw an old version of a logo, right? But they care about that stuff a lot. But, and I see why. They're a huge brand. They have in the reputation up and everything. I get it. It's just that the only, that's the only um, downside to it is that it just causes there to be more of a timeline for that, you know? Sure. Now... Yeah. I'm unclear. So you said Marketopia is another partnership that you signed? Right. So as far as Marketopia goes, uh, we're partnered with, as you already know, Pronto. That's one that we've already been working with for months now. Marketopia is another one that we partnered with. With Marketopia and Pronto, we were, they were, we were always really close to the movement in our tri-digital days. And people always kind of thought we were like, just like head-to-head competitors and probably even like, you know, like, like hated each other or something, but that wasn't the case. We would even send each other, you know, like we, we all knew each other's strengths. So we would send each other referrals. They would, you know, yeah. they would send us referrals. We would send them referrals. And now we get to work together even more closely because they, they do work with MSPs, obviously of all sizes. They also do like, uh, work with vendors, like some, like, I think to my understanding, it's uh, like on a consulting level and even sometimes on like a design level, you know, they work uh-huh. with vendors. There's so many vendors out there that even vendors that we don't work with currently because we just got a, a handful of them, right? And whenever it comes to the big picture, but, but yeah, it just, it's something that we're working on together, not only for our MSP clients, but our, the vendors that we're working with too. And that's also going to be another thing is that they're going to put also their content inside of honey so that you could just kind of upgrade to like a package to where you just like, Hey, I see I'm, I'm in honey now. I love all the content honey has. Oh, but look now, no, I need like any more content or I, I want like call services or something like Marketopia for example, does, will do like call downs for you and send appointments, you know, and they'll take your leads and, and turn them into appointments and hand them off to you. So maybe you want that layer or two, you know, so you could just add something else on like that. We're just trying to kind of give you the whole ecosystem for marketing and sales. And eventually it's going to, it's going to keep growing. We're going to keep partnering with more companies because really, at the end of the day, you should work together with people, some people that you might even consider competitors. We found that it works out better that way rather than trying to be nasty towards each other or not, or not like uh, just be collaborative, you know, it works out better the other way. That's so cool, man. Andrew, I really appreciate you coming on here and and doing this with me again. We're going to get together in a month. And in a month, I will have sent out at least two more emails, just individual emails. And I'm going to, my goal is to have a journey, at least one, actually running. And then I want us to kind of review that. And then I'm probably going to have another feature that I want to kind of dive into and figure out how it works. Yeah. Let's jump into like the collateral builder or something next time. And uh, yeah. And another good one to jump into, I think would be uh, the reports. We haven't really jumped into that too much yet. So I think that's another another one to touch on. I'll I'll be excited to jump into the reports maybe in another couple of months, just because I want to make sure I've got I want to make sure I've got data in there for us to look at, you know? But yeah, I, I like the idea of hopping into one of the builders. When do you think that some of these coming soon features are going to get released? Are we at so, a point uh, where I can start? This is, sorry, I was going to say, this is another thing that's dependent, very dependent on how quickly we solidify these partnerships because the, the, these partnerships have a lot of influence on what, what is prioritized, you know? And I'm sorry, got you were it. saying? No, I was just going to say, like, I'm excited to have like a landing page builder because I suspect that landing page builder would have a form on it 
where I don't have to worry about building a form on my website. I'm kind of excited about the proposal builder. The SMS right. and calling seems neat, but the two builders that you've got coming soon, those are really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The proposal builder is, uh, is one of, I think, the very first things we want to do. But again, this is just the our priorities could shift as, uh, as far as all these things go in the order that they get released because of us, uh, because of our partnerships. And there, a lot of the stuff is hinged on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I like that. I might recommend if we're still like three plus months out on any of these asterisks that they maybe just fall off the pricing page only because like somebody might sign up for this thinking that like, oh, maybe the landing page builder is going to be out in 60 days. So that, Fair that enough. would be my only other recommendation is, you know, soon everyone has their own definition of soon. Fair enough. So, all right, my friend, thank you so much for doing this and I will catch you in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Great talking to you as always, man. Thanks for having me on and let me know if you need anything in between or reach out to the sports team if you need anything as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, I will. All right, brother. All right. Have a good one. You too. Take care, everybody. Bye everyone. Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today.